And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. Hi, everyone. My name is Tim, and I would like to welcome you to episode 185 of Myth Bits. It is my honour to be able to take over from the wonderful Jenna, who's done a magnificent job recording so many episodes of this podcast. I honestly don't know where to begin. Uh, It's uh, such a daunting task to take over from you, Jenna. You do a magnificent job. Uh, you're so supportive of all the, the writers, the artists, the poets. Um, you have your finger on the pulse. You're just such an interesting, interesting person. I'm just going to have to give it a go, I guess. Uh, so you can tell from my accent that I'm not from the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, I am an Aussie boy. I'm from South Australia, from a little place in South Australia called Murray Bridge, the home of the Bunyip and the Naranjuri people. So uh, I'm uh, very proud to be uh, recording this podcast from Naranjuri land. And to everyone, I just wanted to say Nuliandu, which is the Naranjuri word for welcome. So little bit more about me. Uh, I'm actually lucky enough to be working at our local library, our public library, the Murray Bridge Library. Um, And as I'm recording this podcast, looking outside, the rain is pouring down. It is a pearl of a day. It's bucketing down. And um, we are smack bang in the middle of a wonderful week called Book Week. Winter here in Australia is my favourite time of year, June, July and August, because three of my favourite things happen. I have my wedding anniversary in June, I have my birthday in July, 2nd of July, smack bang in the middle of the year, and of course at the end of August we have the wonderful week which is Children's Book Week, and that's where we get to celebrate authors and illustrators, Australian authors and Australian illustrators, that are producing amazing books for kids. Amazing books for uh, young families to share together. Uh, amazing books for grandparents to, uh, to fall back in love with as they share them with their grandkids. Um, and it's a, a great time to probably highlight some of the amazing things that are appearing in MythMart as well. Um, we have the up-and-coming 2023 calendar, which I'm proud to say uh, a picture that was done by my daughter is actually featuring, along with 11 other amazing illustrations, amazing artworks, whether they were uh, cover illustrations from um, the World of Myth magazines throughout the year, um, or whether they were submissions to the uh, the art section 
of the World of Myth magazine. For whatever reason, wherever they've come from, um, Steph and Dave and the team at the World of Myth, uh, Dark Myth Publish, uh, Dark Myth Publishing, uh, have had the challenging task of picking out what images to include in the calendar. So I'm incredibly honoured um, that we, uh, yeah, we have a, an artist in the family. Um, bit like Dave's daughter as well, which is really cool. Really cool to see Zoe regularly submitting some artwork. Um, just thinking, um, one of the things that, uh, that I just wanted to ask the listeners is what is it that makes you want to purchase a book? I mean, that's one of the challenges uh, as writers. We, we have the, the challenge, of course, of creating the story, creating something that somebody is interested in reading. Um, then there's the challenge of marketing what it is that we have created. Uh, and some of us are lucky enough to have people to be able to assist us to be able to do that. And others of us are trying to do that solely on our own. Um, but yeah, I'm just wondering, uh, I've seen um, a lot of, uh, a lot of posts, supportive posts for writers when they've published a book and when they're trying to market that book. There's great support out there uh, on the, um, the Facebook sites and, and such where, uh, where writers are supporting other writers, which is great to see. But what actually makes you want to purchase that book? I mean, I'm finding that the, the books that I'm able to afford um, are the ones that I'm in. I, I have that interest in actually trying to stockpile that library at home give myself a, a bit of a visual of what it is that, how many stories I've actually had published, um, having a look at the quality, uh, the amazing books that, uh, that I'm actually lucky enough to, uh, to feature in. Um, but what is it that encourages others like other writers or uh, or readers that are listening in that what is it that makes you go that next step of hey I want to buy that I want to own that as well I can see um yeah a lot of a lot of writers will actually try and buy the books that they're in of course but what makes you take that next step um yeah, it'd be really good to know. Really, really helpful for uh, for writers. And of course, um, that brings me around to voting as well. What makes you read a story um, on the World of Myth magazine as it comes out each month? Looks incredible, is amazing, uh, a great platform for sharing a whole wealth of, uh, of different tales. Whether you're into science fiction, fantasy, uh, detective, mystery, um, horror, general, even romance, even children's uh, humour. There's, there's so many different elements to the World of Myth magazine. 
uh, and I just love the opportunity to uh, to try and submit to as many as I possibly can. But what is it that actually makes you read that story, enjoy that story? Sure, somebody's shared a link uh, on their Facebook page and you go and you comment on the link, which is great. But it's really when you're looking at who's going to be the member of the month, um, who who are we we highlighting each month as a uh, as a great success? What stories, what poems, what pieces of art are we actually highlighting and saying, this is stunning, this is wow, this is the one that's getting the votes? What makes you take that next step to actually? Give that five stars, give that comment, give that encouragement to the the writer or the artist um yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to know um where your thinking lies along those lines. I mean it's great to be able to share and to comment uh on Facebook, but quite often on those sites, it's the stars that you give on the actual site. It's the comment that you leave on the actual site that then carries over to more accolades for the writer, for the artist. Um, I'd also be interested to know, um, yeah, what what sort of stories do you enjoy? Uh, I mean, I know for, for some, it's great to have that 100-word or 50-word story, that succinct tale that you can sort of sit at the breakfast table and over your cornflakes or over your porridge or over your cocoa pops, you can sort of scoff those and devour a story at the same time. Others are looking for um, something longer, something uh, that they can actually spend their lunchtime reading through and reflecting on and, uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, also, I'd be interested to know uh, me personally, I find that I get into a writing mood or a reading mood, and I'm in one maybe for a short period of time or maybe for a long period of time, but I'm finding more and more with more opportunities to write as Facebook friends are sort of sending me, hey, are you aware of this competition that's going on, or there's this opportunity to submit to an anthology um, and it's wonderful, it's great, the way that uh, writers support writers. That's something that I'm incredibly happy to discover. Because when I was initially starting out as a writer, I had that horrible feeling that it was going to be so competitive, that everybody was going to keep their cards close. I know about uh, an opportunity to submit, but I don't want to miss out on that opportunity so I won't tell anybody else. Um, I think it's great. Everybody seems that I know that uh, that writes uh, seems to uh, to try and make everybody in their, their writing circle aware, hey, here's an opportunity, make sure you submit. And I try and do the same as much as I possibly can. When I see an opportunity for uh, myself and for my writer friends, I... Um, I do my best to to write to what the uh, the anthology requires, uh, and lately I've been quite lucky that um, the editors seem to find that my 
my story style and the uh, the stories that I've been submitting uh, have been successful, have been accepted, which is wonderful, which, uh, yeah, I'm really pleased about. But I also want to make sure that that anthology gets the best quality stories and poems and artwork that it possibly can. And I know there's a wealth of quality writers, writers that are so much better than me, so much more experienced, so much more... Um, they have uh, like uh, a, a uniqueness themselves. Um, and I want to make sure that their voice, that their... Um, their tale that they have to tell is uh, given the best opportunity to be included as well. And so I try and get that information out. Submit here. Here's another opportunity. Um, Please send your poem. Please send your story. Um, So yeah, it's amazing. And it's, it's wonderful that the World of Myth magazine is an opportunity for so many of us to be able to share what it is that we can create and we do create each and every month. Um, I mean, it's such a a wonderful platform and I'm so honoured and so happy that I've had that opportunity to stumble across it, um, to, uh, to be able to hear back from Steph each month, um, that, precious email saying, yes, you're in, you're in again, loving uh, Pietro's tale, or um, I've got one in the uh, the current month, uh, which is Bull, which is part of my uh, Elder God type saga that I'm, uh, I'm trying to spin, I'm trying to create a bit of a mix of uh, Cthulhu-ish style tales with the uh, D&D high fantasy type stuff and I'm thrilled that I, uh, I've i had uh, a few of those tales accepted by the world of myth now uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, to coming up with more, creating a, a few more and I'm also yeah very happy that my, my saga that is Pathra's Tale uh, is now into its 17th rendition, uh, episode 17 and uh, I've got a, uh, a great conversation going with uh, one of the members of the local community that regularly visits the library where I work. Uh, I'm the team leader of the Murraybridge Library and very honoured to have that role in that position. Um, but I've got a, a great banter going with, uh, with a particular lady who read my initial novel um, that I wrote that Pietra appeared in. And she thought, Pietra's not an overly strong character. It's more male-led, that particular one, the first novel. Um, and so I made it my purpose. My, um, it was my mission to actually work with her and actually check with her, look, this is what I want to submit this month. And she was giving me a lot of encouragement um, and a lot of support suggesting, oh, have you thought of this? Or um, the queen, uh, the human queen that I've got uh, in my story, have you considered the fact that she's pregnant, travelling a long way? What sort of effect would that physically have on her? And all of these things that I I hadn't considered 
um, I'm just so thrilled that I'm actually to, able to, to pick up and create that banter with that member of the community. Uh, and it has really helped me to develop my female characters, to get in their heads, to, to, um, to try and understand how it is that they, they might feel, um, why uh, their purpose, what they might, how they might react to certain situations. And I've, of course, got um, um, a great... I'm having a lot of fun with the, uh, the male characters as well and sort of how they interact and how uh, misunderstandings may occur and, uh, and that sort of thing. I'm using my own experience um and sort of stretching it out a bit more um to sort of create those scenarios that are then developing the story developing the characters and yeah I'm thrilled I'm really really looking forward to uh to seeing how this story progresses and that's another thing the way that I write is um I tell myself the story as I'm going along. It might be a, something that I see in my daily life that in, inspires a scene, but then the characters will actually write the scene for me. I will actually have pop into my head what it is that, uh, that they're actually saying to each other as I'm typing. I'm discovering that conversation actually flows within my mind uh, as the story progresses. So I'm first-hand discovering the story I'm not really much of a planner um, uh, and you can probably tell from the way that this podcast is going um, but uh, I love the way that the story progresses and the, the way that the story finds its own path that's another thing that I enjoy as well is uh, I've been I've really been inspired to become a writer from my time spent as the team leader at our local library and the opportunity to meet with incredible authors, like incredible writers that uh, come as part of a promotion tour of their, their latest novel. So one of the things that, uh, that I'm really thrilled about is as at the time of me recording this podcast... I actually have the following day, um, so uh, tomorrow, of course, um, the honour of hosting an event at our local library with an author named Tony Park. So Tony is uh, part-time Australian, part-time South African, and uh, I'm really, really excited about meeting him for the first time. Uh, I've read a couple of his books, really enjoyed them, the way that he captures the essence of Africa uh, and his love for, um, for the animals of Africa. But one of the things that I've noticed and one of the things that my wife has suggested to me as well is how Tony is able to write such strong female characters. And it's not overly easy, I find, uh, and uh, and my experience with um, reading male authors, it's not overly easy for a male author to uh, to be able to write 
from the the female point of view, understanding that the female mind. Um, the uh, the mystery of it, uh, the the cleverness, the the strength that uh, that amazing inner strength of uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm just really excited to uh, to meet Tony to sort of hear what he has to say, um, and it's also uh, like an honour to uh, to be able to talk with established authors. Um, and it's a real interesting insight as well. But um, one of the other things that I think is incredibly important about working for a library uh, and working in a community is the opportunity to actually bring unknown uh, or not so well-known or established authors and writers and, uh, and poets and, and such into the library for the community to to meet and uh, to hear them talk, it's a great opportunity for um, for them to establish themselves as a better known author, but it's also um, a, a real great opportunity for uh, for us to be able to find out more about these new books and these new authors, these new names that are coming onto the scene. I think it's great, uh, great to uh, to have that that opportunity to uh, that we can give to them to be able to sell more books, also to be able to include their book in the library collection, so that we can actually try and encourage more community members, more interest um, in their stories, uh, and I uh, yes, I have made sure that uh, that my book, my novel, that I published way back in 2018 has finally made it onto the shelves of my local library and I'm hoping that my community actually gets a lot of enjoyment from, uh, from reading that and from being able to see me as, uh, as a library manager, uh, library team leader but also to be able to see me um, wearing that different hat of uh, a published author and whether it's a novel, whether it's uh, short stories included in anthologies, or whether it's short stories that have been published online, every writer, um, every writer, is uh, should be uh, should be known for the works that they've produced, and that's my dream. Ultimately, my dream that one day I can turn up at a barbecue any barbecue or any dinner or any event and when I say oh I'm Tim Law people will go ah oh, are you the guy that wrote that I think is uh is for me the sign of success I mean it's uh it's great to be appearing in uh anthologies um it's great to uh, to have my stories accepted by the World of Myth magazine and, and published online every month. It's great to uh, to every now and then end up in like the books that Dark Myth Publishing produce at the end of the year. The anthologies uh, of the the best works that have actually um, appeared 
on the world of myth, the uh, the website, through throughout the year. They're they're great, uh, wonderful honors indeed, uh, but to be able to actually step into a room, and to be known, as that author, as that writer, um, I think would be an incredibly amazing experience. Um, I guess we're not just writers, though. I mean, I'm a uh, a father, um, a father of three wonderful, incredible children, um, happily married to my beautiful wife, and uh, also uh, owner of four cats as well. Two black cats, one stripy cat, and one patchy cat. We used to have a rabbit, but unfortunately the rabbit passed away. Um, we used to have a dog, um, but unfortunately the dog we uh, we struggled to uh, to look after, and so we actually found a uh, a new, much better home for him. And way back when, um, when I was still living with uh, with my parents, I was actually the owner of a uh, a beautiful dog a um, shepherd collie cross named Morticia um, I actually uh, funny story I actually with my Dutch background my Dutch heritage I wanted to name the dog Arachtia which is a Dutch word for beautiful animal or beautiful creature uh, and uh, I um, I love my mum's Dutch heritage and I tried to learn as much of the language as I possibly could while she was alive and, and well. Um, but uh, unfortunately, a lot of the Dutch that I've learnt has sort of gone in one ear and over the years passed out the other. Uh, and unfortunately, my uh, two younger brothers didn't really take that opportunity to... Uh, to try and learn the language themselves, so they struggled with the of the um the Dutch that arach dear. They didn't want to go out into the into the streets at night when our dog, uh, when my dog got away and sort of went for a bit of a run, or uh, if she'd gone down to the river, uh, gone down for a swim. They didn't really want to be yelling out at the top of their lungs, arach, 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 come here, girl. No, so uh, we went with the wonderful Dutch word Morticia. Um, my mum said that uh, when we went down to the pound, um, she said she was adamant that uh, she didn't want a girl and she didn't want a black dog. And of course, we ended up with Morticia. Uh, she was a black and tan. Uh, and of course, she was very much a girl. She was an absolute champion dog. She uh, was so much fun to uh, to take for walks. Most walks ended up as runs, and very rarely would she actually stay and heal. She wanted to go. She wanted to jump fences. She wanted to go, uh, and she loved getting out of the yard, much to the horror of uh, my family, especially my dad. We were regularly going for a run, looking for her to try and bring her back. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Cats are a lot far, far easier 
to uh, to keep and look after, especially since we've got two outdoor cats or um, they spend most of the night inside, but they spend a lot of the day outside. Got two outdoor cats and two indoor cats. And the outdoor cats just love to harass the neighborhood, harass the neighbor's dogs. Um, yeah, they love to explore, they really do. Uh, and of course, that can be uh, an inspiration for us as writers to sort of look at the world around us, the creatures and the people in our lives uh, and be inspired from that to, uh, to be able to create stories. So I wonder as well, what sort of parts of the world do, uh, do you live, live in? Um, I know for a fact that uh, a lot of you are from uh, the Northern Hemisphere um uh, from uh, the uh, the american and canadian regions um some beautiful beautiful areas that i would love to uh, to one day visit um and at the moment in the middle of a heat wave i believe a uh, lot of unusual warm weather down your way i'm sure that you are uh, very keen for the fall or for autumn to to kick in and for the weather to uh, to start to cool down, we here in the southern uh, southern hemisphere, uh, of course, are coming into the end of our winter, um, and much much cooler days than what you're facing, um, and we're very keen for the spring, for uh, the beautiful buds to uh, to start forming on the fruit trees. Um, to start seeing those uh, those nectarines and apricots and peaches and uh, and all the yummy summer fruit starting to form. It's a uh, a really yummy, tasty time of year. So uh, with the rains that we've got coming in, um, hopefully that's enough to actually give us uh, some nice crops of yummy, uh, delicious stone fruit. Um, and looking forward to, yeah, picking those. I've got a, um, an apricot tree and I've got a nectarin tree, uh, here at home. Um, and, uh, we've been really, really lucky the last couple of seasons with the crops that we've, uh, ended up getting from those trees, as long as the birds, the, uh, the cockies and the, uh, the galahs and whatnot, as long as they don't, uh, don't get hold of the fruit. We can usually uh, pick off a, uh, a delicious bounty. Very, very tasty. Very, very nice. Just a, uh, a yummy, yummy time of year to look forward to. Now, I'm really sorry. But there's probably going to be a, a bit of noise coming up. I, uh, I'm just watching two cats stalk each other at the moment while I'm sitting recording this in my daughter's bedroom. So if there is a bit of noise, I apologise. There goes Fred. Oh, is Max going to follow? Yeah, they do love to play together. Uh, they do love to cause mischief, indeed. Um, just reflecting on some of the books that are coming out, make sure that you check out Myth Mart. There are some amazing new titles that are available now.
uh, and I'm thrilled as well that uh, a couple of my stories will hopefully be making it to MythMart as well in 2023. So I'm looking forward to uh, working with Dark Myth Publications, um, looking at developing something for children. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, with my children's story, The Neighbour, that, uh, that I, uh, I wrote and submitted over uh, a couple of months yeah, I'm really excited, really looking forward to uh, to working with the team. And I've seen uh, a few common names, uh, a few names that I'm familiar with. Um, yeah, they're, they're books, they're stories that are in MythMart now. So if you can, please make sure that you, uh, you purchase a copy that, uh, that you'll be able to enjoy as well and yeah I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to trying to get my children's story and, and a novella out to uh, to you guys to to have a read but also to um to libraries across south australia great opportunity ah and of course libraries uh in other places as well other places of the world um other libraries across australia too but um I'm uh, I'm really lucky in that the uh the South Australian Libraries network is um a uh, a great interwoven um network of libraries uh and I'm in a uh, unique privileged position um to uh to try and be able to get stories out to encourage uh, other libraries to um to purchase or even to donate copies of stories out um, out to uh, to other libraries as well, so that um, more communities are able to uh, to share that enjoyment. Um, I think I know uh, in other parts of the world it's not so easy to actually get your um, your stories into libraries. Um, so that they're able to be shared and enjoyed by so many, by communities. Um, I think it's, um, yeah, it's just uh, we're, uh, we're very lucky here in South Australia that we have such a, uh, a wonderful network, such a wide range of books, um, and yes, yeah, such a, uh, a great platform for new borrowers, uh, new writers, new authors, to be able to um, to share their books, just a um, a very cool time to uh, to be a writer. I know that um, that fantasy as a genre, especially, had a uh, a real upsurge in the um, the seventies and eighties and uh, and early nineties, but um, I strongly believe that writing um and especially sharing it on a an online platform there's uh, such wonderful wonderful opportunities now for um for all writers to be able to share their work um there's just so many independent publishers out now um all across the world which is fantastic there are so many um independent 
websites uh, that are, are looking, always looking for material to, uh, to be able to share. Uh, it's just a, a matter of being able to discover where those opportunities are to be able to fit your writing, your stories, to be able to, um, to match that, um, that anthology call or uh, to match that readership that the, um, the online platform is aiming to capture. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a, uh, a challenging time, but it's definitely a time for, uh, for opportunity for, um, for writers uh, and a, uh, a great time, a real treasure trove time for readers as well. If you want to um, to read something about dwarves digging in a mine and uncovering a, a dinosaur society, you, uh, I'm sure that if you look hard enough, that's the sort of thing that you can find, you can stumble across, and there's probably an abundance of it somewhere out there. Um, waiting for you to find it. I think uh, it, uh, it really is an exciting time to, uh, to be a writer and an exciting, exciting time to, uh, to be a reader too. Um, I, uh, I'm getting great pleasure from sharing stories with my daughters uh, at night. Um, they are the, the best sounding board for a lot of the stories that uh, that I'm writing, especially the stuff that I'm doing for kids, uh, whether it's a bit younger or around their age, um, I'm getting a real, uh, real positive vibe from my kids regarding uh, the stories that I am writing at the moment. I'm getting that feeling that I'm on the right track. Uh, and it's also uh, being reflected in the uh, the responses back that I'm getting for my submissions too, um, yeah, which is cool. I, I'm uh, I'm really uh, really so thrilled um, that my kids are uh, are so interested. They're at that age where they um, they can understand what it is that I'm, I'm trying to get across, the ideas, uh, and they can give their own feedback too. They can say, oh yes, the, that sort of sentence uh, stumbled a bit. Dad, um, have you tried these words instead? Um, maybe replace it with this sentence instead, or I'm loving what this character's doing, or um, my daughter was saying one day I was reading and I was saying, okay, so I'm at this point, what could happen next? And she said, maybe they'll discover a new planet. I'm like, oh, I'd never actually even considered that. But that was a possibility for that particular genre, for that particular story, that, um, that arc, that anthology that, uh, that I was writing for. Um, and yeah, the way that that idea sort of then developed, I, um, I went down another path, dove down another rabbit hole, um, and really, really enjoyed where that idea sort of took my story and took my characters 
And when I came back to my daughter, here's how I involved your idea into my story. And I sort of twisted it a bit and I made it my own. But she could see in there and I could see her smile as I was reading that part of the story. She could see uh, the way that she also now belonged to that story. She um, she had... Um, a, she had a a part of it was her, uh, and I think that's uh, that's really exciting. I'm enjoying reading to my older, my eldest as well, my son. There are some of the more mature things, uh, like some of the things that he's watching on TV now. I would never have even dreamed or dared to watch myself, but the next generation seems to be exposed to more and more. Uh, especially with uh, with TV shows. Um, so when we're sort of looking at different, um, more mature content, I will actually bring it to, uh, to my son, my 16-year-old son, and I'll say, what do you think of that? Oh, yeah, he'll say, Dad, yeah, that's pretty good. Have you thought of... And then he's also... Um, he... Uh, yeah, he becomes involved and uh, he influences the the way that my uh, my stories develop as well. And it's uh, a real thrill because when he was much, much younger, when he was in his primary school years, we were reading every night, whether it was him reading to me or whether I was reading with him. Um, and over a period of time, that sort of dwindled away, that, that drifted off through the um, the secondary learning years. But it's starting to come back now, now that I'm writing a lot more. Um, but now that he's interested in the stories that I'm writing, they're the, um, the stories that, uh, that I've never heard of before, but stories that he's never heard of before. They're the, si- the sort of genres, the sort of topics that, uh, that are capturing his interest I guess I'm being a little bit influenced by pop culture, uh, the sort of things that I'm seeing on the screen. Um, these sort of ideas uh, are popping into my head. Um, things that I'm able to uh, to sort of write about and express. Uh, I'm not afraid to uh, to sort of occasionally pop down the uh, the darkness of the uh, the rabbit hole to sort of. Uh, explore those those dark dark corners of my mind um i uh yeah i'm getting sort of shivers from uh from being able to come up with uh with those ideas um that uh high school me or primary school me that um the more innocent stuff that i was writing at that time would not even have considered um yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm really thrilled with the the way that uh, that I can sort of involve my family, uh, sort of bounce ideas off my friends, uh, but also I'm uh, I'm really thrilled with um, the sort of stories that I'm coming up with at the time, uh, like uh, like currently now. Um, and I'm really really looking forward to submitting more and more each and every month to to places like the World of Myth magazine. I, uh, I honestly do 
believe that uh, that it is a great platform for all writers uh, and all artists of all different genres, all different subjects. Um, there's something for everyone. It is an incredibly eclectic site. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's so much fun, sort of each month, going through and uh, and reading through all of the different uh, Drabble and Flash, the poetry, uh, the longer stories. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's just a whole, whole lot of fun. And the artwork too, actually having a look uh, and seeing what's been submitted each month, checking out the, uh, the incredible cover art as well that's been done. I think Steph and Dave and the, uh, the whole team do uh, a magnificent, magnificent job. And each and every month, I think it really is an incredible labour of love um, and you can tell just how much that they really, really do love it. So, I uh, all I can say really is make sure each month that you support the magazine, that you support the writers, that you support the artists. Make sure you leave those stars. Make sure that you leave those comments. Yes, like and share um and send your love on uh on facebook and other social media platforms if you personally know the artist or uh or know the writer make sure that you uh you tell them face to face too if you get that chance just how much that you've enjoyed something but make sure that you do you vote make sure that you support the magazine make sure that you send your love to dave and to steph and to everyone in the team. I think it really, really is just uh, such an incredible, incredible opportunity. So here's to indie publishing, here's to the world of Myth Magazine, and here's to you, the listeners, the writers, the artists. The world is so much better having all of us in it, all of these incredible ideas all of these stories um, that we're able to share, all of these experiences. Um, so keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, the August, uh, flipping my way through the August edition of the World of Myth magazine, looking forward to seeing what's coming up in September, October, November, December, into 2023 and beyond. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening.